to be in Christ. Yes, sir. And then I just un- in caption says, it's all in Christ. Yes, it is. It's all in Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Everything you hope to be, everything you are, everything you have, it's all in Christ. Hallelujah. I had someone tell me one day, say they, they never heard a preacher preach Christ so much. And I said, that's all I got to preach. (laughs) Because I recognize that everything is in Christ. So no matter where I start, I'm going to end up in him. Because it's in him that we have our life, our beings, our blessing, our identity, our everything. So so will you just with me just praise God for a moment. Praise God for Jesus Christ our Savior, our Redeemer, our Waymaker, our everything. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This morning, we're going to start off with a different verse. Well, we've been dealing with it, but my objective this morning is to just exegese down to the first chapter of Ephesians. Now, I know I won't get finished. I got, I got plan where I want to stop at, but I just don't think I'm going to meet my plan. So, so we're just going to start, and when we finish, we finish, and we pick it up next week. Amen? So I'm just going to begin in Ephesians chapter uh, 1, and it's verse 3. You can stand with me on this. It's a short verse. Amen? And it reads as such in our hearing. 
Praise be to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in all heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Say that with me. With every spiritual blessing in Christ. Amen. Sit down. We, let's, let's get started. Father, even now, pour out of your spirit. Even now, move Tracy out the way. Lord, let us hear from you. Lord, let us hear from you. Amen. It really was appropriate the choirs sung this morning because the first thing I got, I wrote down is this. God will bless you to provoke praise. Let me explain what I'm talking about. Whether you rec recognize it or not, God's common grace if you're not saved and grace if you are saved. Common grace is really God's mercy for, for keeping you and not giving you the judgment you deserve. His grace, saving grace, is that God has given you favor that you don't deserve. And in all of our life and in each of our life, he has already done enough that, that there should be no question whether we praise him or not. <laughs> see, see, it's not whether God has done it. it, it it's, it's, that, it's, that, it's that whether we recognize what he has done. I equate the book of Ephesians in the New Testament like the book of Joshua in the Old Testament where God is telling us, get up and go get what is yours. Uh, somebody's not hearing me. He tell them in Joshua, the land is already yours. In the Hebrew, he comes back and says, it's been yours from the foundation of the earth. Now I'm telling you that by my power, by faith, go get it. In this one simple verse, what he's saying is, it's already done. I have already done it. From the foundation of the earth, I have already blessed you. He said, I really don't have to do nothing else. It's already in your account. Yeah. Now, now, now that I have already sat down on the right hand of the Father, and I have already qualified you for everything that is yours, it's your job to trust me and go get it. <laughs> You know, I know that somebody in there think and say, get what? Well, we're going to talk about that. But, but, but I want you to know that, that there's no excuse for not walking in our blessing. When you are a child of God, he has already qualified you. He has already fixed it. He has already laid it out. But, but now that we're saved, not only do you need saving faith, you need receiving faith. Ah, oh, shut your mouth. You need faith to believe God at his 
word. The children of Israel is already delivered from, from Pharaoh, from Egypt. And all God said that you're going to have to go and cross over. And watch this. He said, and as you plant your feet on the ground, it is yours. Now, now, now what they did not are what they refused to believe that God already won the victory for them. All they had to do is show up and fight. Tell your neighbor, all God wants you to do is show up and fight for what is yours. Tell your neighbor, fight. But for, for whatever reason, we'd rather fight one another than fight the devil. For whatever reason, we, we'd rather complain and fuss and instead, instead of trust God for what he has already given us and, and experience the power of God in our lives. He said, matter of fact, all your blessings really begin in the spirit world. But in order for it to be manifest in the physical world, faith got to activate. You got to trust God and his word. And if you get knocked down, get back up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We ought to be people of faith who don't walk by sight, but we walk by faith. And all that God has done for us, he has already done enough in your life, in my life, that we ought to trust him. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. You wouldn't be here if God hadn't done anything. Hallelujah. The devil would have took you out a long time ago. You got some portion of your right mind. I ain't saying you got all of it, but you got some of it. Amen. And just the fact that you got it shows that God's grace and mercy has been good to you, and God has already shown enough of Himself that you ought to trust Him for the very next step. For whatever reason, many times we get stuck. We get stuck looking at what hasn't happened yet. And what, it didn't happen the way I wanted it yet. But if you keep looking at the negative, you will miss out on what God has done. I'm learning that the waiting that we have to go through is not us waiting on God. It's God waiting on us. It's God trying to change our attitude. It's God trying to change our perspective. It's God trying to move us out of complaining and where we start praising. When you begin to praise and give him a sacrifice of praise, and a sacrifice of praise means that you begin to praise him for what you don't have yet. You begin to praise him for where he's going to take you. You begin to praise him for what you don't see yet. You begin to do what he tells you to do right now, trusting that God, when he gets ready and in the set 
time, he's going to change your circumstances. Yeah. You know, God, God is a God that, that all he has to do is speak it. Matter of fact, let me change it. He already spoke yeah. it. You just got to get to it. Yeah. 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 Uh, let me get into my text. Colossians 1 helps us to understand. He says, given Colossians 1, 12 and 20 says, give thanks to the Father, listen, who has past tense qualified and made us fit to share the portion of the inheritance. You know what he's saying? This is what he's saying. He said, I have already made a down payment in you. I have given you the Holy Spirit which is my, which is my character, which is my power. It's the third person of the Godhead and in your spirit is my spirit and I'm working in you to keep you. It is, it is, it is the woman at the well and he says to her and then he says this, he said he had need, he must go through Samaria and Jewish people did not go through Samaria but, but he heard her spirit in his spirit and he had an appointment that she didn't know about at the well. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's interesting, they start talking about water in the well but then he began to explain to her, if you really knew who I was, I would give you living water within you that would spring up. Did you know that God has something in you that if you just put faith to it, power would spring up. Peace would spring up. Wisdom would spring up. Everything you need to do what God wants you to do and be who God has called you to be is already in you if you say. God is waiting on us to work our faith. To work it till we believe it. To work it till we see it. You know, it's funny. That, that many times we say we have faith, but we don't. See, faith means that, that even if it don't come right now, and even if I don't know when it's going to come, something in me tells me that what God promised me is on the way. And nothing you say about me can change what I already believe because it's not in my emotions, it's not in my head, it's in my spirit. And every now and then, God says something or does something to confirm to me that what I believe is true. So even though nothing has happened yet, I'm holding on because God keeps on giving handful of blessings showing me that what I'm holding on to is going to take place. Yeah, I got a question in the house. Is there anybody in the house got something that they're holding on to? You know deep down in your spirit that God's going to do something. If that's you, just shout hallelujah right now. 
whenever Satan comes with negativity, you know what you need to do? Give God a sacrifice of praise. At some point, we got to quit listening to the devil. Hold on, hold on. He has already wrestled. He has made us fit. You know what that's saying? You don't have to get fit. You are fit. You don't have to get good. Uh, I hear people say this. Or that. You need to get, you need to get, you need to get right. You can't get right. Christ has made you right. And it's believing on the finished work of Christ and what he has done for you. For you. For you. Hallelujah. He said, he said, we have a portion which is the inheritance of the saints. God, holy people. And that's what he's saying. He said, you, you can't even imagine what else I got for you. But, but I'm going to give it to you step by step. And as you believe me for the very next step. Sometimes we're worried about the Lord is way up there. But wait a minute, there is a blessing right now. If you just be obedient to the last thing he told you to do, then when you get done with that plateau, he got another blessing for you. You know, all God wants us to do to, to be obedient to the very thing that is before us. Amen. And watch this. And he has already given you the power to do what he has told you to do. Listen, don't worry about 10 years from now. Worry about today. Amen. Walk in what God has for you today. And when you wake up the morning, it will be new grace, new mercy, new power, new anointing for you to carry through whatever life throws at you tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. This is a day-to-day -day walk. And when you go through the storm, it's hour by hour. Sometimes it's minute by minute. Sometimes it's second by second. And in that time, instead of complaining, start praising. Start praising. Let me read on. The Father, I said, has delivered. You know what he's saying? He has already delivered you from the power of Satan. He's not delivering you. Satan's power has already been broken. And then, and then why do we still struggle? Because we still grow in our faith to believe it. The power is there. But the faith is not there. It's changing our understanding. It's changing from our experience, from what we used to believe, from what we used to think. Some of us are so stuck that if Jesus showed up right in front of us, we still wouldn't believe it. His word is true. Galatians 
chapter 1, Paul says that, that the word that I speak to you, if someone give you something different, even if it's an angel or even if it's myself, let them be a curse. Then he says it again. Let them be a curse. He said, because what I have given to you came to me from revelation of Jesus Christ. Peter, in 2 Peter chapter 1, said, though we saw him, and we saw him on the Mount of Transfiguration, and we heard the Father say, this is my beloved son. He says, we have a more sure evidence by the prophecy of his word that was written by holy men that did not write of their own interpretation, but they wrote it as the Holy Spirit gave to them. You know what that tells me? I'm going to be judged by this. You're going to be judged by this. Then we believe what he gave us. Then we walk in. Listen, 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 listen. Not judge as far as salvation, because salvation for us in Christ is, is, is Jesus. But your rewards. Do you place your feelings above God's word? Do you place your opinion above God's word? Do you place your experience above God's word? Listen, and we have all this moving against us to keep us in bondage. To stop us from becoming what God has called us to be. My brothers and sisters, can, can I be honest with you? That when you become a Christian, the fight has just begun. <laughs> the fight hasn't, it's not over. See, see, when, when Satan had you, he didn't bother you. And the reason why he didn't bother you, because he had you. <laughs> but when you accepted Jesus, he got mad and said, I may not be able to steal their salvation, but I'm going to work to frustrate them. I'm going to work to get them upset. I'm going to make them doubt God at his word. If he begun that way in the garden, then he's still doing that to make us doubt God for the promises. That's why this is so hard. Because whether you know it or not, you are in spiritual battle with demons. Every day. Somebody said all day. That's why you, not, you can't listen to the chatter in your head. You better know how to speak the word of God. You better know how to praise God by yourself. You, you better not wait to church to start praising him. You know, you know how I know that, 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 that some of us don't praise him at home? Because we can't even praise him at church. And the more you begin to lift him up, the easier it becomes. About you, it changes the atmosphere. When I start praising Him and thanking Him, 
like he got me down and I'm going into depression. I look up my eyes to the hills from which cometh my help and I start praising him. And all of a sudden there's a shift. Shift, shift, get into his presence, get into his atmosphere, shift by opening your mouth and start praising him. Look what he says. He has drawn us. You did not choose him. He chose you. In Ephesians, I believe it's 1, 3, he said, you are chosen before the foundation of the world. I told you that you would be saved, and I knew exactly how to get you. He said, in fact, I orchestrated the trouble that you got in. I allowed Satan to beat you hard enough that you recognized you couldn't do it yourself. And then I stepped in and pulled back the blindfold to let you know your mind. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. But my brother and sister, my brother and sister, we don't understand the extent God has gone through to save us. We don't understand it was him all the time. You know, you know, you know, you know you, we, we used to go out and we take a poll, people go in the street, you know, um, we ask them, one of the questions was, why do you think God should let you to heaven? And people would typically say, I'm a good person. I, I believe that if we were to take a poll in here, There'd be a lot of people say, well, I think I'm a good person. Watch out. The, the problem is, is that God is not using your calculation. And the, the problem is, we always look at people that we think is not as good as us to compare ourselves to. But the comparison is not somebody else. The comparison is God himself. And when you compare yourself to the holiness of God, we become like Isaiah who says, I'm undone. I live in the midst of people undone. And you cry out for help because you recognize we're not good enough. We fall short of the holiness of God. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. It's only by his grace that we are saved. Let me, let me, meet, let me go on. It says, it says listen, he, he has drawn us out of the control and dominion of darkness. That's the devil. Did you know you used to be? Before you were saved, you used to be? Oh, I didn't get a lot of head shaking. You know why I didn't get a lot of head shaking? Some of us, because you didn't do what I did. You think 
you was pretty good and Satan didn't have any control of you. But when I read my Bible, when, when God said that there's things that he hates, you know the first thing he, he hates is pride. He hates pride. Why, because pride makes you think you somebody when you ain't nothing. Matter of fact, the first sin is Satan who got filled up with pride. Pride is you don't recognize how much you need. My Lord, we only got 15 minutes. I'm just getting started. Let me read. Let me go on. Let me go. It says, it says that we are no longer in this. And we've been transferred. Right now, you are in spiritual kingdom. Right now, you have authority with God. Right now, you can come into his presence and make your request known. Right now, God sees you as though you have never sinned. Right now, you are stamped child of God. Right now, you can stand flat-footed and tell the devil, get behind me, and the devil has to move. Right now. As long as the devil keeps us blind of who we are in Christ, we always struggle and blame God for our struggle. At some point, we got to get to the place that we believe God at his word. That you are seated in Christ, with Christ, in the heavenly. The source of your strength. The source of your peace. The source of your joy. The source of your identity, the source of who you are. It's not how many people like you on social media. It's not how many likes you got. I mean, something's wrong when society has come to the place where our kids get, get their identity from a computer. Well, their identity is based on how many likes they have from people they don't even know. Something's wrong when we get depressed over with somebody who don't know you and you don't know them what they say on social media. Something's wrong when we're turning to the world to tell us who we are. Something's wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. us back to himself. Do you think he would have done this? Look, look, look. In whom we have our redemption. Redemption is a word that gives us the idea of being bought back. He paid a heavy price 
for you and I. We was not purchased with silver and gold. But you was bought by the blood, the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Tell, tell somebody, he bought me with his blood. He thought, he thought I was worth dying for. Now give God some praise. of the Godhead became one of us to die for us because he thought we was worth it. Hallelujah. Listen, not within yourself, by yourself, but he knew what he placed in you that only he can bring out. You ought to not walk with your head down. You ought to walk with your head up. Well, 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 you don't know what I've been through. You don't know what has happened to me. You don't know the people that have mistreated me. Let's turn that around. I can tell you where Satan had tried to kill me. Time after time after time. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes God, God would get me out of trap and I would look at it and say, that was a setup. I was, uh, I was walking into a store and this older man got in his car and gunned his car. I literally had to jump and roll off his car and he never even knew I was there. And something in my spirit said, Tracy, Satan is trying to kill you. You know what? That was before I started preaching. That was when I was out there wilding out. Yeah, I was wilding out. And God still had his hands on me. Oh, I can tell you some stories you would not believe. But there was something in me telling me all the time, he's trying to stop you from getting to where I'm taking you. You don't know it yet but I got purpose in you. Can I share with you that everything that happened to you was Satan trying to stop you from what God has for you. So the more you've been through, the greater God's gonna use you or Satan would not have wasted time trying to take you out. Mess up your mind, mess up your thinking, mess up what you thought about yourself. You know what? Because he saw God's preeminent glory inside of you, and he was afraid that if God ever got a hold of you, and if you ever begin to know who you are in Christ, you would tear Satan's kingdom down. You don't see who I am in Christ, but I'm somebody, I'm somebody, I'm somebody in Christ. One of the things that we begin, need to begin to pray, show me 
who I am in you. Show me my purpose and calling in you. Help me to quit listening to the condemnation of Satan. Help me to quit listening to the negativity of Satan. Help me to hear what you say. Let, let, let me just step out, I'm almost through. Let me step into this a little bit more. Even if your mama said, don't mean it's true. How can I say this? Parents can't give you what they don't have. And if they don't know who they are in Christ, they can't see who you are in Christ. Even if daddy didn't think you were worth it. The creator of all the universe thought you was worth it. Let's end this. I'm going to stop here. I haven't even begun. I was driving the other day. I don't know what God did. But I was driving. The sky looked brighter. The trees looked greener. The flowers looked a little bit more colorful. The birds look more birdy. <laughs> All I know is I started seeing the glory of God in all of his creation. And I got the can't help it. And I started praising him. And as I started praising him, something said to me, and I know it biblically, he said, yeah, my glory is in all creation. And mankind is my chief creation. Let me share this with you. The devil hate us because we replaced him. Amen. When the devil was on earth, he and an angel was dispatched to, to have kingdom on earth, but he got filled with himself. <laughs> he was beautiful. Lucifer means beautiful. And he got caught up in his own glory. And God, a rebellion happened, and one third of the angels left with Satan, and they left their proper position. See, he's a created being. He is not equal to God. He is a created being who left his position. Amen. Now they're demons. Then God started working. He took of the dust of the earth. Made him man. He took of the dust of the earth and made him woman and blew inside of them the breath of life. And then presented them to the fallen angels and said, I don't use you no more. I'm going to do it with them. And Satan said, You're going to use that weak, puny dirt. To replace me? Yeah. 
God says, watch me. <laughs> watch me. So every time Satan throws something at us and we praise him, it brings condemnation to Satan. Every time we trust God, even though we don't understand, it brings condemnation to Satan. Do you want to? Do you want to bring condemnation to Satan? Then open up your mouth and give God some praise right now. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Do you want to hit Satan up across the head? Then give God some praise right now. If you want to stomp on his head, then give God some praise right now. If you want to shift the atmosphere, that he became one of us. He wrapped himself up in human flesh, became a human for us, became obedient to his father. He did it for us. He even hung on an old rugged cross and he did it for us. God up. Step into who he says you are. Don't nobody else know who you are. Even you don't know who you are. Until he begins to show you. Until he begins to talk to you. Know what I discovered? That when he begins to show you who you are in Christ, everything that people tried to do to you, everything that the devil tried to do to you, begin to fall off. Know what God wanted to do to you? He wants to put you on display. Thank you, Lord. That in spite of all the hell, you're still gonna trust him. You're still gonna live for him. You're still gonna praise him. And God will begin to lift you because he can trust you because you trust him. I don't know about you, it's a love affair. I don't know about you, it's a love affair. He loves you. Do you love him back? <laughs> Listen, and it's not so much that we love him, it's that he loves us in spite of us. You are his crown creation so he can show you off to all the universe. Somebody ought to say hallelujah. hallelujah.
Somebody say, I receive that. I receive I believe that. Those that are watching us, I hope you know the Lord Jesus Christ. And in the house, I hope you know him. In the house, these two ministers will be outside. And you can talk with them. If you want to join the church, if you want to recommit your life, if you want to accept Jesus Christ, they, they will help you with that. Those of you at home, it's in my bedroom. I said, Lord, I trust you. Lord, I receive you. Lord, I believe you. That you died for my sin, that you rose for me. Come into my life. And if you say that from your heart and believe it, he will save you. He will come in and there will be a shift in your spirit. You can call the 400 number and somebody will call you back and, and pray with you and minister to you. Oh, he loves you. Somebody didn't say, God loves me. He died for me. God loves me. Father, even now, Lord, let the seeds of this word go deep. Allow it to change the atmosphere, our attitude, the way we see life. Help us see it from your perspective and know, Father, that we are in your love in Christ. We are in your forgiveness in Christ. We are in your blessing in Christ. Help us to trust you at your word. Even now, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us.